Hello, it's Friday the 13th of January and welcome to the Better Business Show Friday 5. I'm your host Tom Idle and joining me on the other side of the internet is Vicky Knowles. Vix, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Tom? I'm all right. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy 2017, the first five of the year. Happy New Year to you as well. Did you have a nice break? I had a lovely break. Yeah, I actually took quite a lot of time off, which was nice. Yeah, I did as well. But I was itching to get back to work. Yeah. Uh, by the end of it. But it was a nice break anyway. Um, yeah. So we're back. We're back, back, back. We're going to give you our top five, actually top four stories from the past week. Uh, we're going to do the Friday four this week. The happenings, events and goings on we think you should be aware of from across the world of best of business. This week we're talking about whether Trump will heed the call of 600 businesses anxious about climate change. We're going to be looking at a new Greenpeace report on uh, greening the internet. We're going to be looking at Procter & Gamble's zero waste ambitions and we're going to finish with uh, looking at the top global risks as determined by the World Economic Forum. Um, Obviously Davos next week, Vic. So let's do this. Um, At number four, Vic, what you got for us? Yeah, so as you say, um, okay, so dear Mr. Trump, we need a low-carbon USA, so say 600 firms. Um, That's the title of an article in ED.net. So members of the business and investor community, including the likes of eBay, Mondelez International, Unilever, Starbucks, Johnson Johnson and loads more, have signed a statement of support for a low-carbon America, pledging to put the Paris Agreement's commitment into action in their own operations and beyond. So this statement addressed to President-elect Trump, who obviously we know um, has said things denying climate change in in the past, we know. President Obama, members of the U.S. Congress and global leaders, um, and they're calling on elected U.S. leaders to strongly support the continuation of low-carbon policies, investment in the low-carbon economy at home and abroad, and continued participation in the Paris Agreement. And then below this statement, uh, leading executives have written their own statements. Um, So here's an example from Lara Burks, Chief Sustainability Officer at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Um, So she said, um, the Paris Agreement was a vital step forward, but its power is in our collective action. Business and government leaders must urgently work together to drive a thriving low carbon economy. And there's loads and loads of statements like that you can read. Um, So you can find it all at lowcarbonusa.org. Okay, it is a fascinating one, isn't it? He's been everywhere this week, Trump, in the media, hasn't he? But we know that he loves business, big business. We know he listens to big business. And, you know, there's some really hefty companies that have signed this thing. Uh, HP, I think there's um, is it eBay are on there, Johnson Johnson, some massive yeah. companies all signed it. Whether, you know, and basically they're saying that climate change will impact our financial health. So uh, it'd be interesting to see whether he, uh, he, he listens and, and heeds the call. But, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one this week. Uh, for me, at number three this week, uh, a story again picked up by ED.net about the uh, the consumer goods giant P&G, Procter & Gamble, and it's announced a major environmental commitment to effectively eliminate all manufacturing waste from its global network of more than 100 production sites by the end of this decade. Um, more than half of its production sites have already uh, gone completely zero waste to landfill. But the company, which is uh, behind brands like Ariel and Gillette and Oral-B, is now looking to make its entire manufacturing operations closed loop, which means either eliminating that waste or reusing it 
they create about 650,000 metric tons of waste that no would normally go to landfill. That's going to be completely wiped out. To reach the 100% zero manufacturing waste to landfill status, P&G will ensure all incoming production materials are either converted into finished product, recycled internally or externally, or reused in alternative ways through partnerships. So, for example, um, it's surfactants from head and shoulders uh, waste in China is being repurposed into car wash fluid. Um, the scrap from its Tampax plant in Canada is used to make emergency spill containment products, for example. Uh, so really interesting sort of innovations going on within P&G. The group has already met its zero waste goals in 19 countries worldwide, including the UK, Germany and Indonesia, and claims to be approaching the 100% target in China and India, two of the firm's largest manufacturing hubs, as you'd imagine. Obviously, lots of other companies that have gone down this route include you know, Unilever, uh, Ford and Vauxhall and Miller Coors and Nestle have all sort of tried to, to go down the sort of zero waste to landfill status as well. So um, be interesting to see how they get on. Yeah, I love, love those innovations. That's really cool. Um, so number two, um, okay, so as the Huffington Post puts it, maybe our Netflix binge-watching may not be so good for the environment. Or to put it another way, Greenpeace USA has released a new report about the energy footprints of large data center operators called Clicking Clean, who is winning the race to build a green internet. So in the video streaming category, YouTube, owned by Google, was the only one to get an A rating thanks to positive advocacy, renewable procurement and energy efficiency, as well as um, pretty good energy transparency, um, while Netflix received an overall D grade and Amazon Prime got a C. Um, as Greenpeace's press release notes, video streaming accounts for 63% of global internet traffic in 2015 and is projected to reach about 80% by 2020. Uh, according to Cisco Network Traffic Forecast 2016. So Greenpeace is putting the pressure on all internet, major internet companies to make a long-term commitment to become 100% renewably powered, moving away from the dirty coal, powering their big server rooms. Interesting. Nice one. And at number one this week then, Vix, uh, we've obviously got Davos, the big Davos event coming up next week. And so this week we got the World Economic Forum's uh, Global Risks Report. And they do this every year. They basically highlight the biggest risks that governments and businesses uh, should be most afraid of for between now and the next 10 years. This time it points to economic inequality, societal polarisation and intensifying environmental dangers as the top three trends that will shape global developments over the next decade. Uh, and it basically went out and it asked the views and the insights and the expert sort of analysis of about 750 people looking at 30 global risks as well as 13 underlying trends that could amplify them or alter the interconnections between them. And so you've got against this kind of backdrop of mounting political disaffection and disruption across the world. There's kind of three uh, findings, three, three sort of trends that's emerged from this survey. Firstly, uh, the, the rising income and wealth disparity and increasing polarisation of societies uh, ranked basically first and third respectively among the underlying trends that will determine the global developments in the next 10 years. Similarly, the most interconnected pairing of risks in this year's survey is between high structural unemployment or underemployment and profound social instability. It's going to be a huge issue, uh, not not only this year, but going forward by the looks of things. Uh, and then secondly, you have the environment. Um, so climate change was the number two underlying risk this year, uh, down from number one last year. 
and for the first time all five environmental risks in the survey were ranked both high risk and high likelihood with extreme weather events emerging as the single most prominent global risk. So that was a number two. And then the third kind of trend was about society not keeping pace with technological change. Of the 12 emerging technologies examined in the report, these experts found that artificial intelligence and robotics uh, will have the greatest potential benefits, but also the greatest potential negative effects and the greatest need for better governments. Of course, this is an issue that we, we touched on back in episode 44 of the Better Business Show, looking at um, robotics and, and the kind of the, the threat posed to the workplace. So have a listen to that if you if you haven't done so already. Uh, but yeah, well worth checking out the, the Global Risk Report, the uh, World Economic Forum always does a good job of kind of presenting this stuff in a useful and uh, and helpful and engaging ways. So have a look at that. Fix, that's it. That's it for, for another week. Any plans for the weekend? Actually, not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Um, I think, no. Just just chilling, maybe have a coffee with friends. Yeah. yeah chilling out, yeah. How about you? Well, it's been a mad week, to be honest. So I'm going to be spending some time working this weekend. Are you? Um, yeah, I've got, I've got a podcast to record over the weekend and... Uh, and then spend a bit of time sort of readying myself for the next couple of weeks. I very rarely work at the weekend, so I can't really grumble too much. Um, but no. So anyway, that's it. That's it for the week. We'll be back again on Monday for another one of our main shows. So look out for that. Uh, but Vix, have a great weekend and see you again next Friday. Thank you. I hope you don't work too hard. <laughs> oh, I try not to. See you soon. <laughs> see you soon.